Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 155 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. Well, kind of UK-based because I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, but that fella over there is Andy, a.k.a. Offensive British Accent. <laughs> yes, folks. Big warm welcome once again to Andy America, our North American correspondent. How are you doing, my man? Doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, I think we mentioned, uh, I, d- I can't remember what I edit into the podcast and edit out of the podcast a lot of time, but I think we mentioned at the end of the last episode that uh, we, both me and Andy have got some family vacation time. So Andy's off this week. I'm off for some sun and sand next week. So uh, the normal Andy, usual Andy, regular Andy, isn't with me to fit in a piece of recording. But of course, we have the most excellent substitute the world has ever heard in Andy America here. Yep. Different Andy. Same show. <laughs> Different Andy. Same. We should use that. Did you just come that's, up with that? <laughs> no, that's off the cuff. It's the kind of thing you could expect from me if, uh, if <laughs> listeners were tuning into just me every week. Such pith. <laughs> the, the wit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this always happens when me and you get together. We we just end up giggling. But we're back. We have a filler episode in between the time at which uh, regular Andy returns from his vacation and I'm able to get together and record with him. So me and uh, Andy America here thought we would just do a little mini-sode, a bit of something to tide you all over so that, you know, you're not feeling lost and lonely without the the void being filled, you know, something to pleasure your ear holes. Um, But before we get into what me and Andy have come together to talk about today, I'll ask you, my man, like I usually ask Andy, what have you been up to lately? Uh, so last weekend we went to a small game con. It's in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, which for us is about a three hour drive from Minneapolis. Um, sure. or two and a half maybe. Yeah. So small con, uh, around 500 people and they manage every single year to get some very generous publishers to drop off a lot of games that, uh, make up a play to win library. So my son and I spent the entire weekend from Friday to Sunday just playing new games. So getting uh, 15-ish games to the table that we had not played before. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was Very fantastic. Good. Yeah, this, this play-to-win uh, concept is interesting. You were messaging me about this uh, a week or two ago, just you because know, we were messaging about it. Um, so if anyone out there doesn't really understand the idea, just explain what the, the concept is around that. Yeah, so... The publishers that contribute just send copies of the games. So on Friday when we arrive, they're all, you know, they're all Christine and in shrink wrap and somebody tears into them and whoever plays them over the course of the weekend, whether they see, you know, 20 people play them or two people play them, whoever has played them gets entered into a drawing to win the copy of the game. So the con gives everything away. They don't maintain anything for a consistent library. They just have games that you can play and possibly win. Mm, that sounds yeah. awesome yeah uh, and really and uh i know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask you anyway for the listeners did 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 you and your lad win anything not a one yeah <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've been <laughs> traditionally we've been pretty lucky in getting some very good games for free um from this play to win library so you know it's it was uh mildly disappointing but uh overall we've done just fine going to coolie so Play to win. 
mate, I've got the wheels turning, wondering if there's some some way a Dice Masters variant could be done on that, like you like you win the winning team or something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you play to win whatever the top spot played to get to the top spot or something. Maybe you, we you try to talk to those kids into the, uh, if we play again, we win a new set. <laughs> <laughs> we win. <laughs> what do you mean? What do yeah, you mean? <laughs> uh, there might be a new set. We're all uh, we're all waiting. You've just reminded me. I need to send uh, Charlie his update. Let him know what's let him know what's going on. That <laughs> I've not actually gotten around to listening to Double Double and Dice yet, uh, which I know is the Gen Con episode that came out yeah. a day or two ago. Uh, I'm in the office tomorrow, so I'll probably listen to it on the commute tomorrow i did listen to a bit of rolling thunder so uh you know uh, we are in the uh, we are in the loop on the whole gen con and the the talk about the future of the game we've mm-hmm. just elected to andy and i brush past it and pretend it's not happening yeah, way. <laughs> i think just, that might be best right now yeah yeah just uh just to assume the best you know what i mean prepare for the worst but uh, hope hope and assume the best so we're, we're, we're just more glibly side referencing it <laughs> but in any case uh, but while we're on the subject of dice masters you guys play a lot down in minnesota you've been up to so much dice masters lately last week uh actually patrick shadowmeld was in town and oh. uh so we scheduled an off night uh, last Thursday, and we played a Dark Phoenix Secret Wars double draft, where a draft pack of Dark Phoenix got passed left, and a draft pack of Secret Wars got passed right. So, Ooh. had kind of a big event, and got some games in. It was a really good time. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, so, any curious or interesting drafting combos that came from the com- the combination of the two sets? Not really, for me, anyway. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> it was uh they should be more synergistic than they are but it feels like more of the synergy is in if i draft you know a beast from each set i can pick my beast when i'm done so there were a couple characters like that but i don't know i kind of rolled i don't even remember what i ran at the end of the night to be honest with you i did okay i went two and one i lost my my last game one to zero so sure. always fun to, if you're gonna lose to you know lose like that it's so close but or maybe some people don't think so but it's a nice tight game and uh, no i like that i I, i'm with you on that i like i like when it's a tight game and and your local scene they must be absolutely overwhelmed by having two celebrities in their midst for a change rather than just the one oh you mean troy and and shadow mount (laughs) no i mean you and shadow (laughs) mount of course i mean you and shadow (laughs) mount just in case anyone listening doesn't know so shadow mount is a he used to be a, a host on a, a, a Dice Masters podcast that wrapped up a while ago now called The Reserve Pool. Or was it The Reserve Pool or did he do The Prep Area? <sighs> he might have been The Prep Area. I can't remember from those which one was which. or what Who, who was. did? Yeah, the attack zone, The Prep Area, and The, <laughs> the Reserve Pool. The they reserve all sort pool, of blur yeah. together now. They've been gone for a while. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But in any case, Shadowbeld was a, a, an integral part of that podcasting unit there so yeah uh, he's well known to us long standing players he was the one with all the weird team builds so <laughs> yes people absolutely. remember him from those things and yeah. his manticore yeah. build where you build on the opponent's turn or where you win on the opponent's turn by just uh pyro globaling over and over <sighs> again until you've killed the opponent disgusting yes 
Yep. <laughs> it's not the done thing, Patrick. Come on now. <laughs> it's not the done thing. If your combo doesn't take you at least 30 turns, and well, actually, to be fair, Patrick did do his, his fair share of, you know, six card, yes. <laughs> 10 dice, 20 turn <laughs> combos. So I will let him off. Yeah, if you fielded all eight of your characters, then yeah. Yeah. Um, but circling back around to the draft, um, I don't know if this has been spoken about widely before, but in a conversation I had with Jimmy uh, on one of our calls, whenever days gone by, um, we were talking about set drafting and uh, about product design. And he said to me that, I can't remember specifically, but he said to me there's they intentionally try and prepare at minimum six drafting pathways in a set you know, or something like that. There was like a, uh, they, uh, archetypes that you could draft around, you know, not on rails necessarily, but at least a, a space that you could identify exists within each set. And I think it was six, he said, or five, something like that. So I could see how getting two, two sets together, getting to my point, I could see how getting two sets together like that, that you would imagine would synergize well, as you, as you just mentioned, might not. Because Secret Wars, well, maybe not Secret Wars, but certainly Dark Phoenix Saga, I feel like those drafting pathways are very distinctive and insular. Yeah, yeah. Having drafted it a few times, I feel that way too. There are there are some really good two-card combos in Secret Wars, mm. um, but I don't know that there's a lot of, like, there's the action spam where you can load up on characters that do things when the action die hits, but there's not... Well, yeah. you've got your Fantastic Four and your Spider Friends and stuff, I suppose. Right, right. And your Thor core. But uh, I don't, uh, Secret Wars, I think, it, it, if you had a mix and match jumble of a team, you could still make something work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your Beast with your cheap fist cost character or Agent Brand gives everything fast. Or, you know, there's things, whereas it feels to be like Dark Phoenix Saga is much more insular. You know, you, you want your founders or you want right, your brotherhood right. and brotherhood villains build i don't know i might be wrong on that out there throw it out to listeners if anyone has drafted more extensively than i you could comment on that but i tend to find that with dark phoenix you kind of pick your first card and go right there it is that's the one i'm going for and then you sort of (laughs) you you draft all the way around it whereas secret wars feels a bit more to me like oh yeah that could work with that actually so let's give it a go you know this got a a more of a, a jumble sale kind of approach to it I'm with you. Yeah. Whereas, I'll tell you what would be an interesting one, uh, like getting some X-Men first-class boosters and mixing that in with Dark Phoenix Saga. Oh, yeah. Is that? Yeah. They had Brotherhood in that one, didn't they? Yeah. 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 That could be really cool. Yeah. We used to do it down my local quite a lot with the DC sets, actually. We used to jumble up Batman and World's Finest quite a bit. Um, one of the for oh, oh, go for it you first oh well i was just gonna say my local store for whatever reason just had an abundance of leftover world's finest stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's it wasn't really it was less intentional i suppose than, than i made it sound but it was like yeah what if we did six of each you know kind of thing for your 12 boosters yeah but uh carry on sorry uh, a couple sets that we mixed in the past were after X-Men First Class came out, we did six Uncanny and six X-Men First Class. And those sets synergized super well. Uncanny and X-Men First Class. Yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Absolutely. A lot of duplicate yeah. characters and, you know, heroic still didn't work, but everything else <laughs> really went well. It was fun. And there were some things where the Ant-Man stat flip was good with uh, X-Men First Class. So that was fun to have. There were, yeah, there were a lot of fun yeah. ways to go with that. So uh, once again, uh, I, I, I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but a little behind the scenes tidbit that I picked up over the years from WizKids. They also design specifically around all, making all the sets work with newer sets. So Jimmy mentioned to me again in one of the calls or email trails that we're on that um so he it was uh, deadpool and cable i seem to remember he told me was a specific recent example in the dark phoenix saga one of the cables the design inspiration motivation behind it was to actually coexist with a deadpool from the deadpool set or maybe even avx oh i think i can't remember which one i could be wrong on that or it's the other way around there's a Deadpool that was to go with an older cable or something. Oh, um, so, super curious. Yeah, so that's um, you know in terms of spaces of game exploration, there there is an area in the golden space that you will find these you know grab uncanny X Men, grab X Men first class, and go oh wow these two cards work really well. And there is a, a, a you know it's been done on purpose. It's it, there's an intentional design inspiration there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh. It was, I'm sure it was, I feel like it was a cable he was telling me specifically was designed to go with a older Deadpool. You know what? Was there was there a must block cable in Uncanny? I'm not sure. I'm in the team builder yes. now because check out Cable Man of Action with the global, and then Deadpool. <laughs> this is ex- it's exciting radio. Uh, yeah, every, everybody have Deadpool. a listen to Chris and Andy click through the team builder. <laughs> Deadpool, we're X-Force. When Deadpool is blocked, he gains plus three and overcrush. So you could use the cable global to give Deadpool his plus three and overcrush when he's blocked. Yes, there you the go. Fist, the fist that's essentially the cone of cold global, right? I think. That oh, was it, was from it. The, it was the campaign bots, not, not Dark Phoenix Saga. Right, right. Yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, but in any case there was another little how the sausage is made tidbit that I picked up over the years that's what he's probably talking yeah i'm not i'm not revealing he's i suspect this <laughs> he's spoken about it publicly before but that's just one of the little things that i picked up yeah uh oh, very good so a bit of dice masters drafting and some convention time i thought you've been yeah. a very busy man busy summer yeah, yeah it it is and in a couple of days we play uh we play dice masters again on our regular wednesday group so Ooh, what are you playing this week? Uh, theme team. You pick your theme, but it's not going to be like a single affiliation oh. theme or anything. I'm going to take uh, characters that were played by the same actor. So the plan <laughs> is for, uh, like, I'll take a Catwoman and a Storm, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a Deadpool and a Green Lantern. Yeah, so very on. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Human Torch and uh, Captain America? Yes. Yep, those are in there. Um, I'm looking at That's The Rock and Black Adam. And Rock also... And Bo- <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> The nice. Rock is a character, too. Yeah, and, uh, no, it counts, totally. I would, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call you on that. The sneaky one is uh, Kate Bishop and Spider-Gwen. Because Haley Stein... She does the voice is, in the film. She's the voice, yes. <laughs> yes, in the animated movie, very I'm positive good. I can sneak that one in, yeah. So so that's your eight there, then. Uh, do they have a good... 
um, combo mix, though. Are they decent in that respect? Uh, a little bit. I can work those together. I had a few other pairs that I've kind of drifted in and out of my head so far. And, it, you know, and since we're since I did the voice acting pair, I suppose I could do a saber tooth and a kingpin if I really wanted to. Because Liv Schreiber. Yes, yeah, Liv uh, Schreiber, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about uh, uh, Mark Hamill. He's done loads of voice acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of voice acting across, well, obviously tons of DC. He's most well-known for the Joker. Yeah. But there's uh, Batman for the Vulture. Uh, and he was... Michael Keaton. And, uh, he was Hobgoblin yeah. in the in the animated series. Yes, yeah. Oh, there's loads, actually. Oh. You've... You've got a wealth of uh, a wealth of characters to build your team around there. Yeah, well, and Batman could go a number of ways because Ben Affleck was uh, Daredevil. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so all bad. it's all yeah. coming together. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think Mark Hamill might be a guy though. He'll he'll open up a huge amount. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through because he's done voices on all like the Lego animated features. Oh, right. And stuff. Just scrolling through. Jesus, this guy just never gets out of a sound booth by the looks of it. Yeah, it's a lot of Star Wars fans doing uh, doing comics, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's mostly DC, though, by the looks of it. Although he's done oh, Arnie Zola in Ultimate Spider-Man. Really? Yeah, obviously the Joker. He's done the Joker like loads. So there you go. There's there's an interesting one that sprung to mind. Yeah. All right. More ideas. Anyway, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> best of luck. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what other kind of themes people caught with as well. Yeah, I think there might be a guess your guess the theme of your opponent sort of stage where we're just trying to figure nice. it out. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I would totally do something uh, similar to to yourself. I would do something. You know, around the cartoons or the movies, something with a bit of a twist for sure. Yeah, I had looked at something that I just thought was too strong of uh, the characters who are themselves, or you know, like a Hal Jordan or a Guy Gardner and a Green Lantern, or sure. a. Uh, uh, so I had those two, and then Batgirl and Oracle, and Nightwing and Robin, and. Ant-Man <laughs> with Giant-Man so I could spin up the Ant-Man to make it unblock. It, just, it got a little out of control for like a casual fun night. Yeah. I'm just glancing at, um, I've got some dice, uh, we're running long, I'll cut this short in a minute, but um, yeah. I'm just glancing, I've got some Dice Masters mounted on my wall and I'm just looking at some, uh, a, a Stuart original that is in one of my frames of the of the Batmobile. Is there enough actions to do a load, like a whole vehicle-based Oh, actions deck. There's, uh, there's a car, car in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel like have we had a motorbike ever? Yep, motorcycle was in the Deadpool set. That was in the Deadpool set as well. Yeah. Uh, have, we, have we ever had a chariot? Anything like a chariot in D and D? No, the X Jet though. You could do like uh, vehicles Blackbird, and buildings. Yeah. So you could throw in Xavier's School and uh, <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> the Hellfire Club. Just, I mean, I've I've no idea what your wing condition would be. <laughs> you'd you'd pretty much need the satchel, right? You'd, oh yes, <laughs> yeah, the satchel, and then throw a satchel in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not on theme. No, it would be a little bit out of theme. Yeah, you, you could do like a, an everyday carry, like um, utility belt, 
uh, two faces <laughs> coin, bit of money, the satchel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, yep. uh, you, you captain Cold's cold gun because obviously everybody carries a cold gun with them. <laughs> that yep, that's in the satchel. Yeah, yeah, I put it in the satchel. Yeah, it's, everybody carries a cold gun, don't they? <laughs> in a Millennium puzzle. I mean. <laughs> What's that you got there, Andy? Oh, what this? It's just my staff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, staff, staff of the forgotten one. Yeah. Just oh, dear, right. Yeah, <laughs> just in case it rains. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Right, let's wrap the intro up there because we, we're going to run out of the uh, limited window of time that I've got you available. Okay. Um, but uh, there we go. Sounds like you've been busy. So, folks, this is that's there's the intro, but. We have also got a featured segment for you in this little mini-sode that me and Andy are putting together. Um, so we're going to move on to that now. If you're all set, Andy, well, I'll move us over to the next segment, shall I? Oh, yeah, the much more exciting segment. Okay, let's do it. Right, okay then, folks. So thanks for sticking around. It's featured segment time, and uh, this is really Andy America's segment more than it is mine. Um, Andy dropped me a message, been a bit inspired by the epic mission of... Uh, ranking S tier ranking all the sets that me and Andy are going through. Uh, we've got one more segment yet to do upon our return from our Holly Bobs. Um, but Andy wanted to do something a little bit fun just to wrap up the summer uh, across the community, and we thought we'd use the podcast as an opportunity to get it out there. So I'm going to hand over to you, my man, to explain to the lovely listeners what, what we're planning on doing. All right. Well, the I was listening while I was walking the dog the other day and I thought, you know, what would be really fun is if we just kind of determined which set is the goat as a community. Not that you and Andy's opinion won't be valuable, but uh, we will make a bracket style challenge where uh, all of us will be able to vote on which set was better than what set. So the pairings I've already randomized and got it prepared so that we have a 31 set bracket which will give AVX the buy because as the OG, I think it, it just deserves it in round one <laughs> um, because it was going to get too big and out of control to include the team mm-hmm. packs. And then most of them aren't strong enough to really stand on their own. I did do kind of a Marvel team pack as one entry and a DC team pack as another entry. I also bunched up the two Ninja Turtle sets because the two of them together make a what would that be 32 character set which is a little more on par with uh, our general 40 character uh set that we get from our drafting sets mm. also a very strong contender for the goat of course uh well together absolutely yeah, yeah. one on their <laughs> own might not carry very far but uh the two of them I'll, together yeah. don't you start with that nonsense <laughs> well enough for that with uh, on discord everybody <laughs> knows the teenage mutant ninja turtle set is the best set they're really fun sets yeah yeah it also introduced the uh the underrated pairings you know or dual play so you can play with a partner um which i never really got anybody to do with me unfortunately but i love the idea of being able to pass dice to other people's prep areas so you can you know if i can prep some dice this turn i can actually prep them for my my partner to use on their next turn instead um I really enjoyed I that, that you could I have legit, a, Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. I, I don't think I've ever actually... I, I think I, I read the rules once at the time, a, and, <laughs> and I've never revisited them. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, if you can get four people around a table to want to play some uh, play as teams, 
could be really cool. All right. Well, uh, that's another one for the listeners, then, folks. Let me know if any any of you guys have had much experience with the uh, with the duos and how that's gone. I didn't even know you could prep dice for your partner. Oh yeah. Um, but getting back on track, then. So how yes. how are uh, the listeners going to be able to participate and cast their votes, please, Andy? So we will probably the day of this recording going out. Mm-hmm. Um, begin the bracket. So I'll put the bracket out there online. The bracket is honestly just going to run itself. So votes will be tallied based on the date that we select um, for them to be tallied. So I'm thinking a week per each round. And with 32, what does that make? Five rounds of play? Five rounds? Six rounds? And uh, yeah, if one set's better than another set, click it and it will uh, maybe advance. So whichever set beats whatever set, eventually we get down to the one and we as a community will select our GOAT just as you and Andy will select yours. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, what, what I'd be eager for folks to do is uh, when when the next round gets posted, we'll do it across our Facebook page on the Discord and all that kind of good stuff. Um, have, the, have a bit of a debate about it first. You know what I mean? Try and yeah. – <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see a few folks convince some others of voting – uh, perhaps in a way they hadn't, uh, they weren't initially going to. Um, so share your thoughts as you cast your votes as well, please, folks. Yeah, it could be really interesting to see if somebody gets in there and they notice that, like, I'm picking Batman and everybody else is picking the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and and it's outweighing my vote. Uh, how much will people lobby for their choice to say this is definitely <laughs> a better set than that? So. Well, yeah. I mean, in that, that's a bad example, though, because obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would win oh, it's in that comparison. Storm through Batman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, however, the, the principle of what you're describing still stands, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's about it, really. That's the long and the short of it, isn't it? That uh, we'll just we'll run it for five or six weeks as, uh, as we get through September and uh, autumn creeps in um, to have a bit of fun, to interact across the uh, Dice Masters socials and uh, uh, enjoy some conversation with one another. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If I was smarter, I'd know how to set up a Discord thread and uh, have one there just for people to do their lobbying. But uh, I have no idea how that works. Well, uh, yeah, for you, matey, with our man, he'll he'll get you sorted out. That's probably true, yeah. He'll get you sorted out. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll be uh, I'll be on a plane flying back on the day that this episode goes live. So I'll I'll let you uh, take the lead uh, on the first round and get get the word out there. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we'll uh, but, uh, we'll get it out. But as on. soon as I touch down, I'll get my phone, I'll be on the phone seeing how it's going. <laughs> yep. Cast your votes. Yeah, although I might have landed by the time you actually get up in your time zone. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, cast your votes, folks. Let's let's determine uh, once and for all at this stage where you know releases are uh, widely spaced and we've got time on our hands. Let's determine what the uh, what the the greatest set of all time is by pitting them up against each other. And you know, uh, in a more practical sense, if there's any folks out there who are new players. You know, you can keep an eye on what folks are discussing, what's coming, rising to the top. So if you're going back and picking up older sets through eBay or you know, mind-sweeping old collections from people, you'll you'll know kind of where to focus your, your buying habits and whatnot too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Or if you, yeah, you manage to uh, come across a trove of packs from an older set, you'll know which ones are more worth it than others. Yeah, absolutely. I happen to know that Element Games in Stockport seems to have a lot of world's finest boosters. <laughs> Way to bring that back around. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to close the loop, man. You've That's got to a thread running through segments, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone would think I've done this before. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, brilliant. So there we are. Um, keep your eye out for that then, folks, at some point today as a point of release. Um, uh, Andy and I will get everything prepped up and ready to go and uh, I look forward to seeing what you, how you cast your votes and how it goes yeah absolutely get out the vote <laughs> get out the vote yeah very good okay well there we go there's, there's our one single feature segment for today uh, I'll take us to the outro shall I my man all right well there we are then folks <laughs> you're chuckling i can hear you <laughs> like mutley <laughs> i can't wait to hear this aka now well there we are then folks as all things most this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end we hope you enjoyed listening however brief this time around as much as we enjoyed recording it and we did very good yes uh so thanks andy for coming along and subbing in for other andy while he's on his holidays and uh thanks for uh getting this whole fun you know set league going uh, i think that's going to be a good laugh over the next couple of weeks to encourage a few of us to uh liven up the socials a little bit you know what i mean yeah hopefully it'll get us interacting a little more yeah yeah i agree um especially folks like you <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you, I think I see like other Andy in fact I see you on Discord once a month maybe yeah yep. maybe weekly <laughs> oh maybe weekly that's more frequently than, than uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy England there yeah <laughs> absolutely um, no, nothing else to report there are a couple of events coming up but I'll do those uh, next episode because frankly I have neglected to get the information ready in front of me <laughs> but if you head on over to Dice Masters Unlimited Facebook page you'll see the info being advertised there in the meantime because frankly folks and I'll say it I'll, I'll create myself the sensor I'm, I'm really shit <laughs> I was proper disorganized today um, but other than that nothing left to say but uh, thanks very much for hanging out with us I've been Chris otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six and I've been Andy, aka Closet of Shame. <laughs> right, well, what, what? <laughs> I told you I don't want to know about your closet of shame. <laughs> there's, there's, I get enough of that sort of thing from the other Andy. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> Got a, I've got a closet of shame where it's just uh, a couple. Of boxes <laughs> I don't want to know about your closet of shame, even, Andy. Haven't even broken out yet. <laughs>